All right. So, man, this this NFL drama with Gruden's emails and all the all the scandals going on, it's it's getting serious. They are taking these issues to Congress. And that is that just increases the severity of the situation tenfold. Uh, so let, let's talk about it. Tay, uh, you're a Raiders fan first off. So I know you were I know you were hurt when the Gruden stuff came out. Um and you weren't a fan of the, the the new coach coming up, but I think he's been doing all right. Special teams yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a Ravens he's, fan. Um, so I guess to kind of like speak my piece on it. Um, Go ahead. To kind of to kind of quote what Derek Carr said is, "You love the man, but you hate the sin." Yeah. You kind of um, you know, you can't you can't forgive somebody. I mean, you can forgive, but you can't you know just act like what he did is nothing. I mean. It is most definitely a big deal. It's not something he should be saying just so comfortably and just, you know, just with with, with Will thinking with, there's not going to be any consequence of what he's saying. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that I had to come out this way, but they always say what happens in the dark always comes to the light. Um, I, I think I think it's uh, it's pretty um, unfortunate that it, it's happened on the grasp of him being uh victim of the Washington football team's investigation. But um, I think uh, the, the main thing is that uh, everybody needs to see the rest of those emails too. I mean, when you, you can't, you can't just let this guy be the scapegoat and then, you know, just let the Washington football team distract the media with all these events they're trying to hold and do all the stuff for the team and trying to just do stuff in the media to make their image look good. You gotta, you know, you have to just, just go full in just deep dive into these emails, release them, you know, uh, let the public see what's really going on behind the scenes at the NFL with these owners, these GMs, you know, some obviously coaches, but um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, um, I can't say that uh, I think he should still have his job because he definitely shouldn't, you know, if, if that's just how he feels about, you know, if that's how he carries himself, if that's how he feels mentally, you know, you can't, you can't run a team that way. It's just not going to work yeah i mean he was saying some really nasty stuff in that emails but let's be real he was talking to other people who agreed with him somebody like bruce like bruce allen in washington uh he's already i mean he's for for sure he's not getting a job in the nba or nfl ever again never but what's what's kind of interesting about all this is that like you're right where they they kind of they kind of use john gruden as the fall man but it's kind of backfiring on them now because now they're just going to investigate even harder. And if John Gruden's speaking like this openly and publicly, I can only imagine what other coaches, other owners, other teams, even Roger Goodell is saying uh, behind closed doors. Yes. And there's a, there's a reason why Dan Snyder and the Washington football team have not, you know, not much has been released about them. Or is like stuff like that. I think maybe Dan Snyder's either got some dirt on other owners or higher ups, or there's definitely some emails that Goodell's covering up. Yeah, he's hiding away, tucking sure. away because it might ruin the image of the league to see the amount of owners <clears throat> that are saying these things or allowing these things to be said. Said, yeah. And even I mean, this, like I like we said, like I said at the beginning, this is being taken to Congress. And even Congress people are saying something's being covered up here because it's taken, it took like two seconds 
after they found those Gruden emails to immediately mm-hmm. release them, public, publicize it, get them fired immediately. The Dan Snyder saga has been going on for a year, and we haven't seen a single a single email. Email, right? you know, there hasn't really been a lot of news on it. It, it honestly, it was kind of dying down. Honestly, it really was. Yeah, I think they thought they were getting to a point where it would die down, and it would just smooth over, and they could, you know, just move on about it and not really have anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, they got greedy. They saw an opportunity to you know try to get a way out, and like you said, it's backfiring on them. So I think. Um, you know, once these emails come out, once we see what's really going on behind the scenes, and, you know, hopefully we get to see all the emails, and hopefully Goodell isn't covering up any emails, you know, um, me personally, I think he, I think there is some stuff going on behind the scenes with Goodell, because it's just, it, there's no way after a year, these emails, you guys see them, and then immediately they just come out like that, yeah. there's, there's no hesitation, you guys release them with no problem, you know, you guys don't even think about reading them over to make sure like it doesn't hurt the NFL or anything like that. They just immediately release them. So, um, so it must be a lot. If yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's definitely. And my another thing I want to say is, who has an email thread for seven years? Man, I got no idea. That 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 to me is nuts. I mean, yeah, that that's that's crazy to even think that they have an email chain from going going on that long. And um, and they're I mean, using their work emails. Like, are you? Yeah, stupid? they're using work emails too. It's like it's not even personal email accounts. You guys are using your work emails. Yeah. For seven years, you guys are sending pictures of cheerleaders saying, you know, anti-Semitic stuff. You know, just, just all this crazy stuff. It just, just, it's just, it's nuts to even think that this is really what's going on in the NFL. I mean, it's not too surprising, honestly, but it's just, it's just crazy to think that it really is happening. Like, it's actual reality. Everybody, you know, has their, you know, what ifs and could this happen or could it be going on? But when it really is going on, it like it makes you like kind of open your eyes a little bit. Like, OK, then if this is going on, then what the hell is everybody else saying? Like, what is what else is going on? You know, what is really the the how do you guys really think? So, yeah. And um, I mean, there's still a lot of racist history with the NFL. I mean, they just recently uh, I think I sent this to you in the chat. They just recently removed a rule that would discriminate uh, between races on who gets what type of payout when they get a con- when the player gets a concussion. Yeah. Like, why was that ever? First off, why was that ever in place? Second yeah. off, why was it in place for so long? So long, yeah. It's, and it's something else. So many remember, crazy things. Something else we got to remember is that all these owners right now. How old is John Gruden? Like fifty something. Yeah, he's in his fifties. Yeah, 50s, maybe 60s. I mean, a lot of these owners are, like, in their 70s and 80s. Like, they were alive when, like... A lot of this stuff was going down. Right? Like... Yeah. We forget. We're so young. We forget that this stuff wasn't that long ago with Martin Luther King marching. I mean, if he was... He would still be alive today if he wasn't killed. He really could still be alive today. We don't... We don't really like to... Or we can't really imagine how close we were to these extreme scenarios and these touchy subjects. But seriously, I mean, black people were fighting for their rights, fighting for their lives, just to be normal, just to be treated like human beings, literally like in our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation. Like that is how long this has been going on. And that's how close we are to those events. And these owners are so old, shoot, you don't know where they might stand. (laughs) Let's be honest, some of those guys, I guarantee, 
They have some, yeah. Yep. They definitely have some thoughts. They definitely have yeah. some, you know, their mentality is definitely off. Yeah. Some outdated. outdated yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. A lot of I, I wouldn't even say most. I would say it probably a good, like a good portion of these NFL owners have horrible outdated views. Just their mentality is still stuck back 60, 70 years ago. They're still stuck in that time. And they just they haven't gotten a grasp of, of what reality is today. Mm-hmm. Um another thing that um you know, speaking of, now that you brought up that rule, speaking of another rule, um, me personally, I'm not a big fan of the Rooney rule. I feel like it's kind of like a, it's like, it's like, it's like a, it's like they're like trying to like a. The what rule? The Rooney rule. What you is know, that? It's, it, so there's, um, it's the rule about, uh, it's supposed to be a rule to like help black head coaches get jobs or black coaches get head coaching oh, jobs. Oh, you mean where they get an extra pick or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff mm-hmm. like that pretty much. So my thing is that, you know, that, that really shouldn't be a rule. Just, just let these guys coach. Why yeah. does it have to be a rule that you guys will get, you know, uh, some type of uh, – uh, what, what's the word? Compensation. You're, you're, yeah, you're getting compensation for something. Like, why can't you just hire them without the compensation that you're going to get a pick? Why, mm-hmm. why, why does it need to be – why do you have to get, be compensated to hire somebody of color as a head coach? Because there's many uh, coaches of color in the NFL that should be head coaches. Eric Bieniemy, uh Possibly Byron Leftwich, uh, Todd Bowles, some slightly could be a head coach. I mean, there's there's many more that I could go down the list, but those three alone should be, you know, easily should be head coaching candidates. And you know, they still aren't head coaches. They're still mm-hmm. offensive coordinators, and you know, it just seems like they're stuck at that coordinator position. Like they can't yeah. go out and just get that head coaching job like other coaches can. I think that rule is trying to fix that, but in my opinion, I think this creates more problems because, like, yeah, it. The, the, the teams that need that third round compensation are probably going to be rebuilding teams. They're probably going to be bad. So they're probably going to, you know, they're just setting these coaches up for failure. Yep. They're going to put them in bad situations. They're going to blame it on them. And then they're going to fire them, fire them. bring in somebody mm-hmm. new. It's, it's actually really scummy. If you think about how this could be abused. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I didn't like it when it was introduced. I think it would be okay if it was a later pick. Like a third round pick is a very high pick. I, it's it's, it's um, still you. That's that's still valuable. It's very valuable. There's many third round picks that have yeah. turned into Hall of Famers. You know, some of these third round picks are superstars in the NFL now. Yeah, uh, the Ravens, the Greggs, they're starting uh, right guard. From, yeah, from around so. Man, I mean, it's yeah, it, but it's also something that's so hard to remedy because I feel like they made that reward so enticing because there there must be some type of discrimination going on. Like if yeah. there's like all these amazing candidates, like Eric Bieniemy, like people were I remember reading about people were questioning his intelligence in the interview process. Like this guy's an offensive like, coordinator to one of the guys, best offenses yeah. in the league. What are you talking about? His his intelligence. Yeah, how could you how could you question his intelligence? He literally. He has the best offense. He runs the best right. offense in the NFL. I mean, he went there to Kansas City, and that whole offense went, did a complete 360. Yep. And they were super explosive. He introduced this whole up-tempo. He has their, they have their own schemes. Nobody has schemes like them. They, yep. They're the only team with these weird schemes that nobody else runs. And it's just like, how, how could you question his intelligence? He brought a whole new offense to the NFL. It, it took teams three years just to be able to kind of figure out how to stop them. And exactly. it, took, it took Wink Martindale, like one of the greatest defensive minds to be able to figure it out. Like he, he's, he's an intelligent guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Even if you don't think he's sure. like intelligent, I think people are worried about his, maybe his 
people are confusing um, charisma with intelligence a lot. I feel like that happens a lot because somebody can talk a lot and like sound like they know what they're doing and like be really confident in it, but not, not know a single clue about what they're doing. Yeah. And that might be the problem there. Uh, or it really just might just be straight up like discrimination, like racism. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely think Eric Bieniemy, the ne- next year when head coaching jobs open up, he should be front of the line. He should be the first one hired. I'm surprised that he didn't get a job this offseason. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, when I heard that, you know, there's all these all these teams were finding their coaches, I'm like, oh, he's definitely gonna get a job. There were so many teams that didn't have head coaches. I'm like, Eric Bieniemy is definitely leaving Kansas City. He's definitely gonna get a job. They picked it Urban didn't Meyer. happen. Yeah, Urban Meyer, uh, Dan Campbell, uh, Nick Sirianni. Like, all these coaches. Like, why are these guys head coaches in the NFL? Like, none in the, the, those three coaches alone should get fired today. Easily. I don't know about Dan Campbell. I don't know. Dan, uh, yeah, he's a good he's, guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, but he just, he's kind of just like, you know, just based on, like, what is really going on That's uh, with true, the yeah. team. I think Eric Bieniemy could easily – I think he's capable of turning the Lions around. I'm not saying that the Lions have a great team and they just have a horrible coach. They also have a really bad team too. Yeah. But I think Eric BNB could have some success in Detroit where this team could be, you know, have more. Do they even have any wins this year? Nope. They're still. Okay. Yeah. Like they can have, they can have wins. Like if the Jaguars can win a game, the Lions could definitely go out and win a game at one week this season. Honestly, I think the Jaguars would have like, well, they have two wins right now, don't they? Two. Yeah, I think I think they will have three or four wins if they had a better head coach. I'm not gonna lie, if Eric Bieniemy was coaching, they legit might. I'm yeah, they could lie. they could they could have three or four wins if Eric Bieniemy was a head coach for sure. If, if he if he took some of those schemes from Kansas City, brought them over to what Jacksonville was doing, I mean, shoot, they had the personnel. They have a lot. Yeah, they had a lot of good wide receivers start the year, and DJ Chark just got injured. But I mean, they have Lavisca Chenault, and they have other guys uh, outside making plays. I just don't, you know, it took Urban Meyer so long just to understand his talent. Like, he didn't even realize yeah. who was what on his had. team. Because, yeah, because first off, he drafted James Robinson. Or, sorry, he drafted Travis Etienne Travis while he had James Robinson. Yeah. And then, he, and then he split his snaps with Carlos Hyde for, for, like, the first three weeks. They lost all three of those games. And, yeah, it, it was just – when you have someone like James Robinson, you do not – let Carlos Hyde out snap him. Yeah, and I think I think I think the first game they won, James Robinson had the most carries. He yes. ran for like hundred something yards, and he had like I think he had a touchdown or two that game. Yeah, I mean it's, it's just so obvious that he, this guy is clueless. He has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, it's like college coaches don't really have a good great track record in the NFL. I yeah, mean, a few exceptions, but for the most part, they're not great. And for the Jags to take a swing on urban Meyer, a really old college coach. Who's probably going to retire in a couple of years. Yeah. Like why are they going that direction when they have a young up and coming Eric B who just, you know, the high power offense with right uh, under his belt that he could easily come in with and Andy Reid, one of the best coaches in the NFL. Like it's baffling. It's honestly baffling, but yeah, I'm, I'm just intrigued what's going to come out of these emails. And I really hope they hold these people accountable. I hope yeah. uh, Dan Snyder gets his due. He's been doing a lot of damage control. We'll talk about that. We'll talk yeah. about that soon. Uh, Cause that, that made me really mad. I'm not going to lie. Uh, what yeah, Dan Snyder did is. this past week. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's all we got right now. Uh, it's being taken to Congress. 
they're going to be doing the investigation. Some people are like, why is it being taken to Congress? Well, it's because the NFL can't do their own investigation. Yeah, exactly. It's against them, right? So they're it's against them. Yeah, yeah they can't investigate something that's going on between the NFL. You can't investigate it. But yeah. I also want to say one thing. Go ahead. Um, I'm proud of how the Raiders, the team, responded. Yes. With the with, in, with the first game without uh, Gruden, we had a uh, Rich. Rich. I don't know how to say his last name. I think it's. I think I think it's Bashia. I think that's how you say his last name. The new head coach. I have no idea either. I I I, th- I, I butcher it all the time, but I, I think I think that's his name. But I mean, um, Josh Jacobs even said he said I, I think he said in his post game interview he said for the first time you know I didn't feel anxious on the sideline like I didn't feel like I was gonna get you know yelled at by Chucky you know if something bad happened I didn't I didn't get tense you know we were all kind of just cool calm and collected you know Rich was kind of just you know he was giving them positive reinforcement yeah you know kind of just like hey look we'll, we'll we'll get going you know we'll we'll get things rolling you know and that's exactly what happened you know they started out the game kind of sluggish a little bit and then you know. Rich, Rich kind of, you know, talked the guys up and then the defense clicked, offense started clicking and then it just went on from there. I think as a whole, that probably was the best four quarter game that the Raiders have played all year. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, granted, you know, Denver is not the best, obviously, from what we saw um, on what was that Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we'll talk about that another time. But um, I- I'm proud of how the team responded and how well everybody played. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely a big statement game. And then not even that, there were injuries in the secondary. And I was scared about that. Like, oh, we got guys out. And then and all, all this stuff is coming out. Now we have guys injured. And then the secondary stepped up. I think we picked off Teddy Bridgewater three times. I think yeah. he, Max Crosby had four sacks by himself. And I think he got sacked three other times by three other players. And I think he was pressured on, like, more than 50% of his snaps. So um, definitely a, a big ups to the Raiders. Um, you guys just, you know, keep, keep responding that way. Just keep the ball rolling playing that well I think it'll be a lot of success coming out of this team uh, you were a little bit confused when he got moved up you were like why is this guy yeah, taking I was like I was like why this guy I was you know just me as a fan I was like you know why not why not um uh our, our, uh Gus Bradley why not him why isn't he the guy you know I would think he's probably you know more qualified okay. but obviously you know all people always yeah. say the special team special guys team. they get a grasp of offense and defense yeah. they get it they just, they're so involved with everybody that, they're, that they know everybody. They're able to, you know, grasp everybody and bring them together as one. Yeah. So that's literally their job to do. So if you can make it, uh, anybody a head coach, definitely it's easier for a special team to be an interim head coach than any other position. So it makes that's sense. Fine. I like the decision, obviously, yeah. now. Now, I, I'm, now I'm loving the decision. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how they look this weekend. The one thing I'm a little bit concerned about is that he was – I'm not sure how close he and John Gruden were, but they did move. Um, he did hire him in, I believe he was in Tampa Bay a while ago, right? Mm-hmm. He, I believe he did. Uh, he was with him in Tampa Bay and followed him to uh, the Raiders. I'm a little concerned. I think if there's something, I think, I think, I think they would have found it already. Yeah, but um, I think Rich was the main one. I think he was, says, um, you know, it really hurt Rich because he says, I've been with this guy for years. Gotcha. He said, and me personally, I would never think he was like that because we've had so many different type of players over these years that you would never think that that's how that was his mindset. Yeah. So I think it was a little surprising to Rich and I think it kind of hurt him a little bit. But, you know, he had a job to do. Obviously, he has to yeah. go and, you know, be a head coach. This is the, his biggest job of his career so far. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, obviously it hurts everybody in the team. I thought it was going to be some conflict in the locker room because there were some guys that were, you know, 
giving Gruden praise on, on social media and saying like, you know, this is wrong. And then there were other guys who were saying like, you know, hey, he 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 did the wrong thing. He got what he deserved. So yeah. I thought it would cause some conflict in the locker room, but you know, the guys came together as one and they got the job done. So I'm happy for them. Yeah, and this is going to be important for you guys because you're going to have a. I mean, this is you guys are in prime position to be right there with the Chiefs and the Chargers. So mm-hmm. you guys have a good chance to make playoffs uh, if you keep this up. I believe right now we're tied for first, and then I think the Chiefs are technically, well, they will be second or third, but. The thing is, yeah. us and the Chargers are tied for first, and then Chiefs are third, and then the yeah. Broncos are last. Oh man, I, we gotta make it another video on the Broncos. Yeah. yeah, well, don't worry, we'll 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 talk about the Broncos, and I'll love it, and I'll just you know I'll be sitting here cheesing, you know, grinning from cheek to cheek, talking about how bad these guys are. But no worries, we'll get a video with you guys soon about them. All right, well, thank you all for watching. Appreciate it. Uh, if you liked, leave a like, subscribe if you. Uh, feel you you enjoy this type of content. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for watching.